Welcome to today's study with Pastor Rick. Reaching thousands around the world by radio and online, Pastor Rick provides answers to the challenges of everyday living. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. Today we're going to talk about balance. This is a study that I believe helps bring your life to a new place. The challenge in life is being balanced. Can you find the right place to put the right emphasis at the right time? And I really believe if you get that right, you'll feel better. So buckle up with me as we take this journey and learn some keys in scripture that will bring more balance to your life, which will bring more blessings to your life. It will make you more blessable. Enjoy this study. Let me, if I can, talk about what I believe to be three simple questions that you need to think about. Three questions that I think are extremely helpful. Three questions. And the answer, they're going to answer one big question. Why I can't find a blessable balance in my life. This sermon is about balance. This sermon is about you coming to a place where you are blessable. Now, the word blessable is a word I've been using. It's my, one of my favorite words. It's probably going to be with me for some, for some years. But the word basically means a person that can be blessed. Some people cannot be blessed. They don't work hard enough. You miss too many days at work to be blessed at work. You're always absent. You're too late. You always come late. You have a great excuse. You have good reasons, the devil, evil spirits, whatever. But you're always late. You never finish your task. You always, 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 always have an excuse for not finishing your task. They're good excuses. They, they, you know, they, they make people cry and weep. Oh, I can't believe you. Oh, forget it. I'm so sorry. It's okay that you didn't open the bank on time. I mean, people really feel for you. But the reality is you're not blessable. There is no way that you could possibly have success in marriage because of the way you inter- in- engage the opposite sex. You just yell, scream, holler. It's always about you, know, you or whatever. So you can marry anybody and you'll have the same results. You, you, there's no way you can be trusted with money because it doesn't matter whether you have 50000 or 100000 or $50 million, You will always spend more than you take in. It doesn't matter. That, see, that, that's the, the, the key thought that I want you to keep in your mind. Am I blessable? And you, want to, you can blame anybody, you know, but just a thought. Now, th- this month our focus is on balance, finding a blessable balance. In order to be blessable, you must be balanced. It's one of those big lessons you learn. And I, I talked to you last week about how to determine if you're balanced. And I quoted a verse for you, by their fruit, you shall know them. Matthew chapter 7, and I'll read that in a minute. And I argued this point. Whenever you talk to a person, always start with the results. Never start with the testimony. People like to tell you the testimony. I was young, and I was walking five miles down the road, and then this happened, and that happened, and then it takes them an hour to get to the result. But if you start with the result, you went to jail for three years. And you're financially bankrupt. Okay, that, now that's the result. Now let's hear the testimony. Because now we start with where we are. If you can look at your life and say, okay, what are my results? Look at your checkbook. What are my results? Look at your relationships. Look at how you feel emotionally. Look at your results. If you're depressed all the time, if you're frustrated all the time, then you need to say, these are, are not the results I wanted in my life. So what do I do then to figure this out? Go back and look at the testimony. Look at what brought you here. 
Now, some of you are going to have people. You know, you're going to name my father, my mother, my cousin, my friend. You have people that you blame for being here. But if you're fair, there's some of you in that journey somewhere. And the more you can own that, the more mature you are, I believe. The more you can say, part of this is me. So all, all this marriage is not bad because of him or her. I chose this person. I'm in here somewhere. Would you do me a favor? Just tell your neighbor, say, I get some of the blame. Come on. I get some of the blame. Just some of it. Just not all of it. Don't get mad. Okay. Because some of you are sitting next to a person saying, no, you get all of the blame. You get all of it. But what I, what I want to do today is just, just really just pause and, and just think about this whole issue of am I balanced enough to be blessed? I call it a blessable balance. And I think the answer is no for a lot of us. Now, before I go any farther, let me just say this. Whenever you talk about balance, people get real nervous because they think of extremes. You have to be balanced. And so you tend to lose your fire because you're trying to be balanced. Don't go too far. Keep everything, you know, nice and balanced. And I'm not trying to get you to be balanced so much so that you don't dream. You're going to be out of balance in life. Let me just help you with that. Watch this. This is such a, oh God, if they could be honest in church right now, this would be such a great moment. <laughs> Let me pray for you. Father, there'd be no lying right now. There'd be, <laughs> you ready? Okay, here we go. How many of you at some point in your life would say, I have been out of balance? Raise your hand. Yeah. See? But there's something about admitting, being real with yourself, I am out of balance. And I, I've discovered in my life that there were areas that I've been out of balance. So, I want, you to, I want you to work on balance, but I don't want you to be afraid to dream. You're, you're going to hear this verse quite a bit in the coming months, Ephesians 3.20. You might write it down and read about it. It's a great verse. Unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can even dream, imagine. I want you to think that way. I don't want you to be so afraid that you're going to be out of balance that you don't dream. Ephesians 3.20 says dream. He can do abundantly above all you can ask or think. Our church needs to crank up the dream machine. We need to see the world in a broader way. Broaden your mind, open your heart to new ways and new methods. And I want you to do that in your life. Dream bigger. Say amen if you hear me. Now, there are three things that I believe uh, motivate us to be balanced. And these three things are not fun. These are three things that are very difficult sometimes. But repeat with me, please. Say urgent needs. Urgent needs. Now, that is so true. I put under the subtopic of the day's sermon, and that, this was for me. I have some things I'm working on, some dragons I'm trying to slay. And so I just put in the subheading because I thought it was so profound. I needed God to do something he's already done, which is so cool. And, and I, it, it happened um, <laughs> when I was writing the sermon. I put in here, Lord, help right about now would be good. Help right about now would be good. Urgent needs, urgent needs help you cry out to God in a way that's different. You, you need some urgent needs. You will never find a, bal- a blessable balance many times without something urgently pushing you toward more balance. Many of you would never go back to school un- until you, had a- you couldn't get a job you wanted. It was the need for the work. It was the need for the job. It was all of those things that pushed you. Sometimes it's the f- second thing that happens. You have a future consequence that you face. A child going to college, um, a-, a medical bill, uh, something that's coming up. The job is going to phase out. Those things force you to find ways to balance yourself differently. You have too much, too much in one job. You only have one stream of income. 
All you have to do is lose that one stream one time and you realize I probably need to have two or three. I need to be open to other ways of generating resources. You will, you will not sign for debt as much if you, if you have a bad enough experience with it. It forces you to balance. And I must say, painfully so, man, that's true for me. I wish I could say I didn't learn this way, but many times that's what made me more balanced. Past lessons. I love this sermon I'm going to teach. You're going to love this. It's called, I should have said no. Past lessons keep me balanced. I remember the sting of the past. Whew. All those are motivators. All those are things that drive us. They help us see what he called our fruit in Matthew chapter 7. If you look at the text there in your notes, I gave you this um, verse last time, and we looked at chapter 7, verse 15, and Jesus warns them. He says, Beware of false prophets who came to you, come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their what? Fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Every, even so, good tree, every good tree bears what kind of fruit? But a bad tree bears what? Bad fruit. Now, I want you to think with me for a minute. This is where you, you take that step back and you look at your urgent needs and you look at your future consequences and you look at the past lessons and you say to yourself, man, how did I get here? How did I get to such a, a bad fruit place? How did my life get to be so imbalanced? How did I get so many bills and so less, so little cash? How did I get so much strife in this marriage and not enough love? How did I get to be on this job the person that everyone's angry with? How did I get to be a boss that's now in trouble? You know, you start looking at the fruit and you think, how did this happen? And there are three questions that you can ask yourself that will help you. And I want you to repeat all three with me, please. Say, is this a bad tree problem? That's the first thing I want you to think about. When you come to that place and you're looking at your life and it's out of balance, is this a bad tree problem? Secondly, is this a relationship with God problem? Say with me, please, come on. Is this a relationship with God problem? Now, I didn't write it like that, but here's how I wrote it for you. I said, is God personally and intimately involved in your life? That's really the essence of the question. But is it a relationship with God problem? Is it something that you, you really haven't honestly faced? I, I am not in a close relationship with God. Now, let me, let me show you how, how you can look at this. Look at your neighbor and ask them to go on a vacation with you next time. You're going on vacation. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm not, I'm not asking this stranger to go with me on vacation. I'm not, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have a relationship with them. Nothing personal, you know. And tell them you're going to pay for it, too. Just tell them you're going to pay for it. See, notice, you said, no, that'd be lying. I'm not, ta- I'm not taking this person. Anywhere. See, I want you to notice. See, okay, come back, come back. <laughs> notice that when God looks at you and you look at God, would it be the same way? You don't talk to him, you don't call him unless you need something. So what kind of relationship do we really have? We, I, we, we're not as close as we appear to be. I think that's an honest assessment. I think we have to intentionally work to be close. I, dr- I say this to the staff all the time. Success is intentional and often time sensitive. Success is intentional. If they miss a deadline, if something happens, I look at them and say, listen, I love you, but success is intentional. 
It's intentional. You have to intentionally meet your deadlines. You have to make an effort. You have to really try. It's not going to happen because you just want it to happen. A group of people have to intentionally say, we're going to go reach the world for God. We, as a movement, we're, we're committed to this cause. There's something that happens when that becomes a part of who we are. And you can see it in some families. You can see it. They are fierce about anything they do. They're fierce about praying together, giving together, serving together. They're fierce. If they have a family reunion, there are some families, everybody's going. They'll drag, they'll pull money together because that's how they think. But what happens is when you're not like that and it's not personal. See, in those families, it's personal. I argue that sometimes the issue is you are not as close to God as you think. You are not going to invest in him no matter what he says. You basically are, you basically, you are religious more than you are relational. You will hear something and never engage it. And then be offended because I said it. No, I don't like the way he said that. Well, I'm sorry. I just want to get your attention for a minute. I want you to hear something. I just want you to see. I want you to see that even though you like the person you're sitting next to, you're not going to, if they ask for a ride home, you say, where, where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you? Oh, boy, I'm not going. I'm not going that way. <laughs> I'm, I'm going this way. This raise this hallelujah, hallelujah. Just don't ask for a ride, hallelujah. I don't think that we really, that we realize how, how distant we are. Two questions. Is this a bad tree problem? I'll come back to that. Is, is God personally and intentionally involved in your, in your life for real? Second question. Third question. This is a hard one. What concepts are hard for me to grasp? Is this a question or an issue I can't grab a hold to? Is this an understanding issue? Do I have a mental block? Could that be the reason why my life is not balanced? Could my life be out of balance because I really have a bad tree problem? Now, go back up there and let me show you verse 17, Matthew chapter 7, verse 17. Let me look at the first one. I want to show you quickly just one verse that, that kind of highlights this. I just think this is such a cool verse. I want you to look at this and I want you to just, this, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. Here's what he says. Matthew chapter 7, verse 17. Every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears what kind of fruit? A good tree cannot bear what? Bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Now just think about that for a second. I thought about this for a week, man. This is so powerful. If I am a good tree, there is no way I can bear bad fruit. You put me in the ring with Jet Li, and we're going to fight. You say, there is no way you're going to win. Some of you unbelievers would say, this is going to be a pastoral beatdown. No matter, I mean, because you, you just don't, <laughs> you don't think I'm that good. See, I want you to understand, you, you would look at it and go, I mean, it's just not going to happen. There's something about being clear in your mind that this is a bad fruit issue, bad tree issue. There's some what I call cannots. This cannot happen. If you're out of balance, 
most of the time you've not faced your cannots. Here's one. You cannot manage money well because of the way you process. When you get extra money, the first thing you think of, I'm going to buy. At this stage, you cannot. The best thing you can do is if you're married to somebody who can, give it to them. Diane is a can save money person. Now, I, I, I think I'm, I make a good living. I'm decent. I'm, 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 my bills are current all, but I'm going to tell you something. I want you to hear me. Diane's going to get your money. That, that's just how she is. And she's going to get it every, if you tell her to get it on the 15th, it's coming out 15th in the morning. Girl's going to take it and snatch it out your account. There's something amazing about, about that. I was with the staff in a meeting, and we have this automatic saving thing, and, um, and they'd send you an email notice saying, okay, you're, you're, you're going to uh, be drafted this much money on this date. And so she's in charge of the saving thing we're working on. And so I was in a staff meeting, and I, it hit my phone. And it says, you know, I said, oh, hold on, everybody. Hold on, Diane's taking my money. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I, <laughs> I started talking about how she's taking my money. Let me, let me stop her. Hold on for a second. And they didn't know what to do. They just looked at me like, is, is he really saying, is he serious? Is she really taking money? But, but here's, here's what's interesting. I watch every time she's supposed to get it, she gets it. That's the person you need to give the money to. If you are not the person who's going to do it consistently, like that person, give it to them. Or even if you are going to do it, make sure you give it to that person. If you're going to, if you're going to be successful, you've got to admit, these are my cannots. I, cannot, I, I tend to not do that as consistently as this person. Sometimes paying bills, sometimes it's exercise. You, you need to give it to somebody that, that is going to exercise, somebody that is, whatever it is. Acknowledge the fact, the truth about your tree. This is a tree problem. How do I know? Look at my fruit. Forget the testimony. Uh-uh. Results. Is this a tree problem? This tree cannot bear good fruit because of the way it's wired. And the only way I'm going to change it is to change the tree. That's the first question. Second question. Okay, if it's not one of the the tree issues, could it be that my walk with God is so out of balance that it never works. There's a guy that came to Jesus at night. His name was Nicodemus. Jesus, Jesus spoke to him in John chapter 3, and there's this great dialogue back and forth. And he says, you, you must be sent by God. You must be, and he gives Jesus all these compliments. And Jesus tells him a, a key. The key is, if you really want to be balanced, you're going to need God's help. Let me summarize it for you before I read the verse. You have to be born from above. You need heaven's help. You can't live holy. You can't, you can't stop doing certain things without a relationship with God, an intimate relationship with God. And I'm not talking about just coming to church. I mean, you invite him into your day-to-day life. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 3, you're absolutely right. Now, this is the message version, okay? So just hang with me. Jesus said, you're absolutely right to Nicodemus. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see. It's not possible to see what I'm pointing to. I'm pointing to God's kingdom. Do you realize that sometimes until you open your heart to a closer walk with God, you will not see some things? It's, it, you'll, you'll, you'll never be balanced because 
you need this experience. You need the word. You need prayer. You need those, in order for your mind to open up. That, the college experience is really about that. The college experience, educational experience, whether it be high school, college, whatever, but it, it, it does something to you. When you tell somebody you have a master's degree, they know somebody did something to you. When they interview you and you tell them you have a bachelor's degree in administration, they know you understand some basic principles. Whatever you say to people, you say, I have a black belt in karate. They know, you, they, 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 know <laughs> they, they get an image in their mind. When you're born from above, when you've interacted with God, when you've, when you've read the word, when you, when you come in this environment, you worship God, something in you changes. And that, my friend, is what makes you more balanced. It brings more of a blessable balance to you. But a lot of people never, ever, 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 ever admit I'm getting a, a drip of Jesus here and a drip of Jesus there and a drip of the Bible here. And, you know, you're not you're not invested enough. I often say this to people who want to start their own business. They'll tell me, I want to start a baloney business. I want to sell baloney. You know, I'm really a lover of baloney. I've always loved it as a kid. And so I want to get my own farm, grow my own animals. They got this whole thing. I said, great. Have you ever read any books on baloney? Are you in the baloney society? Have you ever Googled baloney? Do you ever talk to anybody about baloney? No, you don't love baloney. See, when you are in the baloney, you are, you are full of it. <laughs> True, you are. And you're around people. You just start talking. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about some baloney the other day. <clears throat> you, 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 just, you ever been around school teachers? They, they, that's all they talk about. Education, education, ed- everything, education, education. You can be talking about anything. They bring up education, education, education. It's all about that reminds me of education because they love education. Basketball players, same thing. They can't stop talking about the Lakers. You understand what I'm saying? It's all over the Lakers, 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 Lakers. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, but you get the point. You, whatever you're into, you're full of it. If you really are full of God, it's obvious. That experience brings something to you. Last thing, last question for the day is this. What if it's hard to, to get it? Sometimes, you know, when Jesus talks to people, they just didn't get it. Nicodemus in this discussion had a problem. And the problem was pretty profound. The problem was pretty simple. I want you to look at this. Jesus said in verse 4, Nicodemus asked the question, how can, how can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up. Jesus tells him, you got you to be born again, right? Nicodemus says, how can that be? Notice he's missing the moment. He's having a, a, a hard time visualizing the concept. You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born from above talk? Jesus said, verse 5, you're not listening. Could the problem with balance be you're not listening? That there's something that's blocking you from grasping certain things. So you're praying for balance, right? But it could be a tree problem. It could be the fact that the way you you live, the way your life goes, keeps producing bad fruit because that's the way the tree thinks. That's in the essence, the DNA of the tree. Could it be possibly that you're just so far from God you couldn't possibly hear him no matter what he says? The distance between you and God is so far 
You have not thought about him until church today. You will not pick up your Bible. You will not read. You will not pray. You will not really open your heart. You won't <laughs> you, until you come here uh, a couple of months from now. You give him a little hint every now and then, comment in the car, pray in the car when you want something. But as far as an intimate, close relationship with God, you watch TV more than you talk to him. And therefore, it's hard for you to mentally grasp certain things in your heart. You're trying to figure, you can't get it. Nicodemus, listen to me. He knocks on the door and says, okay, listen, you, you need to hear me. When I read that, I thought to myself, Temple, are you listening? I want to know, are you listening today? You're a nice person. No one says you're not. No one says you're not a sincere person. But if I'm really honest, I can think back in my life and say, there were some things God couldn't tell me if he tried because I refused to listen. The question is, is that where you are today? Are you so out of balance? God is not connecting with you. Well, I pray today's study helped you see the value of balance. Balance is something that can really get out of whack, and if it does, it can cause all kinds of challenges for you. I am always looking to find better balance in my life, the way I live, the way I think. It really has an impact on everything. So take today's study, put it in your shoes, walk out the door with it, and allow your life to find more peace and balance. It will make you more blessable and a happy person. God bless you. I'll see you next time right here with me, Pastor Rick. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message from Pastor Ricky Temple. Watch more encouraging messages from Pastor Rick at www.rickytemple.tv. If you'd like a copy of this message, click on the bookstore tab at rickytemple.com where you can watch Pastor Rick live and get information about our ministry. Join us next time for another uplifting message.